The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm. Greetings, my loves, my friends, my beautiful listeners. It is I, your hostess of the night, Sorceress Chisholm, with the Witchway Spellcast, episode 11. 1 1, baby. I hope everybody is doing okay out there in podcast land. Um, I'm very excited because I've got a chock-a-block show for you tonight. We're going to be talking about the Virgo full moon and the astrology surrounding it. We're going to pull a tarot card and we're going to listen to a fantastic interview that I had with Danny Moonthorpe, my one of my, my mentors in Japanese, we would say senpai. She and I had a chat about all sorts of things, magical and her book, and how we can make our world a better place through witchcraft. So I'm very excited to be bringing you that interview shortly. And I'm going to be playing you a song as per usual. So sit back, relax, get yourself a cup of tea or a glass of wine or a glass of beer or whatever your favorite beverage may be. And, um, Yeah, tune in for the next 40 or so minutes as I bring you the Which Way Spellcast. And we are now on Apple Podcasts. Yay! Woohoo! With the big kids now, which is great. Um, And I'm very glad that this is almost a year. I've committed to something for a whole year. This is great. I'm very proud of myself. As I should be, today I was sitting there on my own some and just going, am I doing enough? And a voice said to me, yes, give yourself a break. Compare yourself to who you were 10 years ago. Don't worry about what everyone else is doing. They're worried about what they're doing. Just you do you, babe. So the spirit is strong right now. The Virgo full moon is rising. It will be full on the 18th of March. And uh, you'll be listening to this podcast thereabouts, I'm sure, wherever you are on the planet. And it is opposite the sun in Pisces. So the Virgo-Pisces axis is the compassion service axis. So right now, it's really important to be taking care of your health, serving yourself, protecting yourself from anything that you feel is threatening you potentially. There's a lot of stress in the world right now, in case you hadn't noticed. Um, I try not to doom scroll too much these days. Um, I have many opinions about many topics, as I'm sure a lot of you know from my Facebook feed. Anyway, um, yeah, the, 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 the compassion element is the Pisces. The Pisces is the fish. It's a water sign. It's um, a mutable sign. So it's very fluid. It's anything goes. It's the imagination. It is deep, deep sensitivity. And it's the final sign of the zodiac. 
So it contains all of the signs within itself before it moves into Aries again, the singularity. So right now we're experiencing this dreamy reality. Is this real? Is this really happening right now? And we've got some heavy hitters in Pisces. We've got our transpersonal planets, Jupiter and Neptune, hanging out in Pisces. So Jupiter being the god, the massive entity that is Jupiter, Jupiter's hanging out in Neptune's realm, which is the ocean, which is Pisces, right? So as you can as you can imagine, these two gods, if you think about the the mythology of um, Jupiter and Neptune, they are brothers. Jupiter or Zeus, he is the lord of the earth. And then you've got Neptune or Poseidon, and he is the lord of the sea. So you can imagine <laughs> the kinds of storms that can be whipped up when these two get together. So just take that into consideration when you read the news. Um, nothing is really what it seems. This is also the element of Pisces is about illusion and fantasy and, uh, intoxication and things are a little bit nebulous. So the full moon in Virgo, the Virgin is an earth sign, mutable earth sign. And Virgo is all about service. It's about getting it right. It's about taking care of the nitty gritty. It's spring cleaning the house. It is detoxifying the body. It is taking lists. It is about meticulously planning things. It can tend towards being the perfectionist, but it's also very much about just being accurate and, and analyzing things. In fact, the motto of Virgo is I analyze. So right now is a really good time to take stock of what's going on in your life and to make adjustments if necessary. And if you like, you can think of the virgin, the woman who is complete unto herself. She is a devotional, pure being. The, the, the vestal virgins would keep the flame alight in the temples in Rome. So this is also a really good time to devote your time and energy to what it is that brings you true fulfillment and you know it's good for you. So doing the disciplines, doing the yoga, doing the meditations, those things that you know you ought to do to maintain your health, mental, spiritual, sexual, physical, all of it. So it's a really good time right now to be um, refining. Refining is also really a big Virgo trait. And Virgo is trining Pluto right now. Pluto being another brother to, to Jupiter and uh, Neptune, he is the lord of the underworld. And so he's shaken things up. But a trine is a favorable aspect. So the transformation that is occurring right now may not be pleasant, but it may be a necessary one. So push on through. It's a really powerful time right now. In fact, I was thinking of a spell, a very simple spell that you can do. If you're feeling a little bit vulnerable right now, which is fine, 
In fact, being vulnerable is an important part of being human. You can do this very simple spell. If you can procure a rosemary sprig, which should be easy enough, and a bowl of water that has been outside underneath the moon, put it out tonight and then add a little bit of salt to it. And over the next few days, go through your house, put the sprig of rosemary into the water and just splash your house into the corners and ask your guides for protection. And you can speak some words, which makes it even more powerful, something to the nature of, by this rosemary, I cleanse my space. By this rosemary, I protect my space. And this will provide you with a sense of power over your own realm. And that's what this moon is about as well. It's about power. It's a quiet power. Yeah, there's so much out there that's trying to distract us and it's trying to make us buy into the paranoia, right? The wholesale fear-mongering that's out there right now. But yeah, that's part of the analysis that's going on right now with Virgo Moon. But do this little spell and see how it makes you feel. So I'd like to read you a few notes that I took um, the other day just when I was thinking, okay, what am I going to talk about on the Spellcast? This came through, which I thought was a really interesting download. In the face of fierce destruction, there must be fierce creation. Just let that sit with you. In the face of fierce destruction, there must be fierce creation. And this is part of the reality building that we're doing right now with all this Pisces energy. We can dream up a world. It is not hard and fast. It is not set in stone. Nothing is, okay? So get out there and fiercely create something. Yeah, it's it's the power, it's a powerful full moon in Virgo. Cleaning and clearing and purification, simplicity devotion, light a candle, sit with it. Whatever you need to reflect on, reflect on it. Call upon your your God, your gods, your spirits, your spirit guides, your fairies, whatever you associate with being a witch, being a spiritual being, being a creature who's on this planet and it's no fluke that you're on this planet. So connect with that inner self, higher self, deeper self, whatever it is, whatever you call it. Devotion. We are the future makers. It's time for some team building exercises. Uh, Mars and Venus are in Aquarius. Aquarius is about the future. Yeah, we are working together. You can see that in the news. You can see that with each other. We are part of this. And the sooner we understand that when we work together, we can do anything, the better things will be. It's up to us. It's up to our imagination. Okay, so I think now is time to pull a tarot card. So last month we pulled the Fool card. Well, it pulled us. <laughs> and uh, wouldn't you know it, all of these fool motifs kept coming up. It was really interesting. I've been reading a book called 
um, Half Asleep in Frog Pajamas by Tom Robbins, my favorite author in the world. And uh, interestingly enough, he is writing about um, a woman who reads tarot cards and she pulls out the fool for the woman in the story. It was very meta. It was super cool. And like this book was written in 1987, 88. And uh, it just seemed a little bit weird, but in a cool way. And uh, so, yeah, The Fool has definitely been influencing me this past month, making some interesting choices, taking some risks, looking for adventure and whatever comes our way. So I'm going to pull a card for this month. I've got my Rider Waite deck here. Let's see what comes up for the month of March, this full moon in Virgo. What have we got? What do we got? What do we what do we need to learn from this point in time and space? Okay, here we go. Let's pull a card. All right. Moment of truth. Okay, Seven of Pentacles. It's a work card, baby. You got to work, work, work. I'll describe it to you. There is a young man leaning on, it looks like a rake. And he's observing the plant before him. The plant has six pentacles growing out of it. And... At his feet, there is the seventh pentacle, which is could be a seed, could represent a seed. It could also represent um, another plant that um, he is um, bringing into, into fruition. And this card indicates that we need to admire our work as we go along. It's a slow process growing and pentacles represents earth, represents the physical. So it could be our work, it could be our health, it could be our home, anything that you're trying to manifest right now. It's a meditative card, which is perfect for Virgo. Virgo is earth, pentacles is earth. And so the, the face of the character in the card He's looking quite pensive. He's like, what do I need to do now? Do I need to add more fertilizer? Do I need to water it? What do I need to do now with my plant? It's also describing practical ability and perseverance and acquiring the skills necessary. And if you're feeling discouraged by any setbacks, don't worry about it. If you can sustain your effort you will see a turn of fortune very soon. So keep going, persevere, and grow, baby, grow. So that's our tarot card for the month. That's pretty good. I like that. I hope that helps you out too. The Witch Way Spellcast with Sorceress Chisholm.
Hello, my lovely witchlings, and welcome to another episode of the Witchway Spellcast. It is my absolute pleasure and honor to have a very special guest with me today. I would like to introduce you to Miss Danny Moonthorpe. Hi, Danny. How are you? Hello, Sosha. It's so lovely to be here with you. Very, very wonderful to have you on our spellcast. Um, I'm very excited to tell um, our listeners about your new book and the nature of our relationship. We met each other, geez, I think it was 20 years ago, many moons ago. <laughs> it would have to be about 20 years ago. It's Crazy. just gone like in a flash. I know, right? I was living in Melbourne at the time and I remember strolling through Burke Street Mall. I just moved there from Brisbane and I, I came across this world between worlds and the spellbox shop beckoned and the smell actually the incense that was burning I uh I found the place and just it changed my world and I remember coming in one time and I met you and I think I asked you for a job <laughs> <laughs> I remember you were so young and um you you just struck me straight away as a very strong interesting young woman so it's been a long relationship we've had, haven't we? It's been amazing. We've always had that lovely connection between us. Indeed. I worked there, I think, for about three years and you took me under your wing and showed me so many things about witchcraft which have stayed with me all these years and I'm uh, very excited to talk about your work tonight. So I wanted to um, talk about the alternative pronunciation of your name, the Greek goddess Danae. Um, who was the mother of Perseus, the Greek hero. And I was wondering, are there any particular Greek myths or deities that you feel particularly drawn to? Well, there's so many, as you know, but, oh, look, I think I love the story of Persephone and her um, journey into the underworld. Mm. Um, it's It's just so potent and wonderful and, just very briefly, um, she's the spring maiden and innocent and young and beautiful and she's on the earth and she gets abducted by Hades, the king, you know, of the underworld. Mm -hmm. um, when she goes down there, her mother Demeter is so much in pain because her beautiful daughter is no longer with her and um, Demeter goes searching for her. But while in the underworld, Persephone actually um, tastes the fruit, the pomegranate, mm -hmm. and that's magically enchants her, her. So she's always going to be bound into the realm. Yeah. So what I love about it, she does after um, Demeter negotiates with Zeus and the other gods, she comes back to the surface of the earth earth and of course the earth flourishes again after a barren time when um, Persephone was away mm. but Persephone is no longer the same ever again mm. so um, she's actually loses her virginity mm. in the underworld and so she becomes this commanding queen because she's met her own shadow so from spring maiden to this sort of like amazing person who has actually found herself through integrating the light and the shadow within. And to me, that sort of encapsulates what witchcraft is about. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I, uh, I love that story too. It's interesting that you've created this new book, which I'm very excited to hear from. I think you're going to read a little bit for us today. It's called Becoming the Witch, The Art of Magic. Please tell us, how did it all come about? Well, as you know, Sorsha, I mean, I've always been a witch, you know, as far as I can remember. And, um, you know, over time there were certain myths and um, symbolism and all the um, knowledge of um, witchcraft, which is vast and I am still learning, but there are certain aspects of it I just love so much myself that I thought, oh, look, I'm going to put it all into a book, what I really relate to, and I wanted to convey in a book how spells work and why they work and that this witchcraft isn't a surface um, philosophy. It's very deep and it's about getting to know yourself and finding meaning. It's um, There's a lot of, I don't know, some people see it more on the surface that you just sort of, you know, create a spell and everything changes, but it's not like that at all. To me, a spell is a sacred conversation where you actually um, get knowledge of yourself and um, it's that's what I wanted to do. I wanted people to understand that it actually works but also why it works. Yeah, great. Would you please read something for us? I'll read. Um, I've selected a couple of little things from it. Becoming the witch is an intriguing path, both simple and complex. There is no doctrine involved. No one tells you what to believe in. It is a way of seeing yourself and life in a magical way. It is imaginative, creative, practical and powerful. It is a way to find meaning and to meet a very beautiful and strange aspect of yourself. It is a way to transform. The 21st century witch is everywhere, in the realms of nature, in the suburbs and the city. She is beyond the stereotypes of history, yet all these archetypes live within her. She is all ages and faces and is not defined by culture, race or gender. The witch depicts liberation from the mundane and defiance of oppressive religion. Rebellious, imaginative, clever and kind, the witch is a complexity of every emotion and embodies the energies of light and dark, illumination and shadow. She is the divine feminine, seeker, magician, enchanter, weaver of magic and oracle. She is the voice in everyone who speaks of the sacred energy found in nature and the heart in everyone calling to the rise of the goddess. Her voice has always been heard in the whispering wind. The moon bewitched my thoughts from now, eye to open on my brow, to weave my truth in every spell, my secrets to the fairies tell. I travel to the world within, the light, the dark, the change, begin. Wow, that's beautiful. It's so poetic. So in the book, I wanted my um, intention was to take people into the feeling of witchcraft and to use, it's all about the imagination. 
Um, it's the way you think. It's the way you perceive life, the good and the hard times too. Yep. And um, my hope was with the book to to sort of bring people into the heart of it, into feeling. So there's there's lots of sort of little stories through it and and poetry and incantations that people can say and repeat as they're reading the book. Great. And um, there's a lot of spells too, but my hope is that when people read the spells, they're actually imagining it in such a deep way, they're actually doing the spell as they read the book. So, yeah, yeah. so um, that was, you know, my intention and because to me it's such it's a feeling of being alive when you when you connect um with yourself in a true and meaningful way and when you actually reach out and seek your connection with the world and other people great so you have a bit of a background in theater did this um, have a lot of influence to your creating Spellbox and your, um, your, your ethos about witchcraft? Well, I worked in the film industry. I went to film school. Oh, great. And I was always a witch. But to me, it's all creativity, isn't it? Mm. It is like the theatre. My, my mum was very much into the theatre and my sister's an actor. And it, witchcraft to me is like stepping into that other realm and becoming yeah. your own story and creating a story. So um, I, when I, I did a lot of short films and I'm writing now a fiction film, but it was all about magic and witchcraft. So I feel everyone um, has this really strong creative um, core. Mm-hmm. Some people don't think that. They think, oh, I'm an accountant, so I'm not creative. <laughs> but creativity is imagination. Mm. And you don't have to just be a painter or a singer or a writer to be creative. I feel that we all must be that in order to feel um, truly sort of, you know, um, to find that meaning and to find our purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember working at the at the store way back when and just so many different kinds of people would come into the store and just be fascinated by just their being there and just so curious about, oh, what's this and what's that and, oh, I'm looking for something for this situation. And it was always so wonderful to be able to advise, oh, maybe you could try this spell for happiness or here's a great book about um, tarot or this or that or a little herb pouch or whatever it might be. So there were so many different um, ways to get creative in the store and to share that with other people. Absolutely. And it is, as you said, it, it was a real honour. Mm. It's so lovely to um, talk to people in the shop and realise we are all looking, you know, and we're all connected because we all get heartbroken, we feel happy, we fall in love, we feel disappointed in friends. Also, <laughs> you know, we all share no matter yeah. where we've come from, those feelings. And to be with someone and know that that little spell with the candle and incense and some words to say and maybe a, a talisman or some herbs can actually bring some change into someone's life. It absolutely does that. And we have heard, which you probably heard when you were there, so many stories from people who 
they wouldn't call themselves a witch, but once I've done the spell, they understood. Have you any particular speciality in uh, witchcraft, astrology or tarot or numerology? Is, is there any particular realm that you feel particularly drawn to? Well, nearly all of it. I probably need about another <laughs> five <laughs> to get through them all. Um, of course, spells and, you know, I love the symbols. Um, I love dreams. I interpret dreams. Um, the tarot, which I think every witch really dabbles into, but I'm a tarot reader and um, I also have a black mirror, which I love scrying with. Wow. Um, Mirror scrying is absolutely fascinating and so magical. I mean, you know, it's all a spell because the spell is about creating change. So when you read for someone or read for yourself and you lay out the cards or you look in the mirror and something happens that's you couldn't have never thought of yourself and you think, wow, it never ceases to amaze me. It's so such a beautiful experience. Yeah, I think, Saoirse, I mean, we're all... We're all yearning for some magic beyond um, the mundane. We're not just um, workers and people just um, surviving from one day to the other. I think there's that absolute yearning for magic, which is a feeling beyond our own limitations too. It's a feeling that comes from nature, you know, a beautiful ocean, the trees, the rivers, Nothing, you know, compares to that. But it's also a, it's sort of a divine feeling that is beyond us and I'm always, I'm in awe of it mm. and um, I think there is that need for that awe to come, that we can we feel that there is something greater Absolutely. and also within us too, you know. The divine spark in all of us, it yes. is there. Yeah, totally. Well, you, that's where you meet all the goddesses and gods within yourself. And, uh, <laughs> there are a lot. <laughs> There's a lot of them. But oh, yeah. the stories <laughs> and um, everything that you see and everything you recognise is in you. It resonates, doesn't it? It does. Mm. I've been living in Tokyo for almost 18 years now and have really been drawn into the Shinto world the mm-hmm. gods and goddesses of the Japanese pantheon. And just, just down the road, actually, there's a shrine to the goddess of music and snakes. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. I, I love to go and sit there and, and, and ask her for advice whenever I'm feeling um, troubled or I need some peace of mind. And it's always been a wonderful refuge for me but also yes like from all of the stories that we have in our in us that we've heard like the Greek stories or the Egyptian stories or the Celtic stories it's such a vast well that we can draw from to understand our own human experience. It absolutely is and as um, Joseph Campbell um, who was an amazing mythologist said there's one myth and um, different names mm. and um it's so true. I mean, I relate to the myths of many, many cultures. And when I was in Japan, which we met up, that was yes. Ago, um, the shi- I mean, the Shinto religion and the shrines were so beautiful. It's a very, it's a, a happy type of philosophy, isn't it? Or like uplifting in many ways. And 
It's very, mm, oh, it's very much about um, the presence of the kami, which is like the God spirit in all natural things. So mm. it's, it's an animistic religion. Yes. And uh, so there are lots of very um, funny stories, but there are also some very um, like tragic stories as well. Um, but I think it really is a deep dive into the Japanese psyche as well because it was the original religion here before Buddhism was introduced. Mm. And the two religions sit side by side very comfortably. In fact, it's very interesting. They do. Mm-hmm. We loved it. it just I've, I found it just so inspiring and, um, you know, it was just so lovely. And then there's the fox um, mm-hmm. fairy. Is mm. it Kinsu? Kitsune Summer. Kitsune, yeah. yeah. He's and, the trickster. Um, yeah, the trickster, mm-hmm. which foxes and wolves and coyotes and of yep. all different traditions are yeah. always there's aren't they? <laughs> the running theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um it's so beautiful to go to Japan and to other countries where you see in the streets is you know ritual yeah. happening and the incense burning and I wish there was more of it, you know, in our Western world. Well, you're providing it, Danny. People are coming to the store and they're, they're engaging with it. So I think you're providing this wondrous, wonderful space in Australia where we come from so many different parts of the world. And, of course, there's the Indigenous element as well. So of course. I think it's wonderful that there is that space that people can come and learn about it. So many people um, connect with it too. Mm -hmm. And when I created Spellbox, I wanted it to be for everyone, to show people that, look, this is a feeling within all of us and you can be a witch. You know, it's such a beautiful word. I mean, I find it a very Mm. famous word. Oh, yeah. um, (laughs) You don't have to, you know, you can think for yourself and, and feel a religion in your heart. You don't have to learn it. Yeah. And um, every child that's ever come into that shop and there was, there's been thousands and thousands, they never question anything. You say, oh, do you want to, you know, put this little piece of paper in a cauldron and make a wish? And <laughs> it's so natural for yeah. us to to connect with, like, that wishing and to connect with the invisible world. Yeah, there's something else around us and um, someone else or something else is listening to our wishes, which is so beautiful. Mm. It's um, fun too and romantic. Mm-hmm. Yep. Once you start thinking like that mm. and um, it's amazing how your life it comes to you because it's what happens in your mind somehow manifests. mightn't be exactly how you imagine it, but it always reflects back to you, including, I mean, and what I love about witchcraft, it very much is about um, difficult times and going into that underworld situation. Becoming a witch doesn't mean you're not going to feel angry again or frustrated or hurt or Mm. feel grief, being heartbroken. It's a part of being a human being. And it makes um, us all so much more interesting when we get to know that shadow, understand what does hurt within us and our own pain. And then you can channel that into a a really sort of productive, creative way. 
Yeah, I think um, witchcraft has helped me personally. It, provi- it has provided me with many tools to um, deal with my shadow and pain and troubles and things like that because it's about, I think, doing a spell. It's not about doing a spell on another person. It's kind of about it's doing it on yourself because mm-hmm. you're being changed by that. Um, event by that activity so that's what's always struck me about spell working is that it's very much a profound um, effect on you yourself and your growth absolutely Mm. and that's what's so magical and also practical about it I mean I've come home you know from like a hard day and felt worried or and you just light that candle mm-hmm. <laughs> and to me it's straight away there is a sense of change but it's not just lighting the candle, it's imagining and inviting that light in to your mind and your heart and your house and the light as in illumination, brightness, um, ways to see things, you know, with a divine um, inspiration and aspiration. So... I think in in well intention is everything, and when you bring the intention with the actions and and the tools, somehow you can go from feeling a bit uh, to feeling oh yeah that's feeling better, <laughs> feeling a little bit this is meant to be for a reason now. What's my part in all of this? It's hard too. I mean, you know, I can. Um, I've been dragged kicking and screaming to the underworld quite a few times. <laughs> <Haven't> we <laughs> I want to go there, but you know, it's necessary. It's, <laughs> it, it absolutely is, and mm-hmm. I think, Saucy, you probably met people that are so scared to show a side of themselves that isn't perfect, mm-hmm. and none of us are. No human beings are, and it can be so refreshing when someone actually understands a part of themselves and is willing to show that vulnerability and um, because, you know, it is where there's, you know, light, there's the dark, there's always the opposite, isn't there? Absolutely, yeah. So it's like a two-sided coin. If you're a strong person, you you might be stubborn too. That's the other flip side. (laughs) (laughs) If you're too romantic, you can be, you know, the opposite to that too where you just sort of shut down so if things aren't happening according to how you perceive them so mm-hmm. yeah I find that interesting that like the um the merging of opposites in magic like the bringing together of the mm. two the alchemy that solution too yeah. um so I think it's the thing you you know when I was much younger, of course, I was doing spells. It was all, it was tended to be about wanting things. Now I tend to just want some clarity or want some guidance mm. or the best way to be. And I think that's sort of the depth of spells that it's not, a, it isn't, as you said, about manipulating someone mm. or trying to change someone else. It's about the change within yourself that you want. Thank you everyone for tuning in on this Virgo full moon, March 18th, 2022. Thank you to Danny Moonthorpe for that amazing interview. I hope that you'll go and check out her book, check out the shop if you're in Melbourne and online as well. 
And also, I would like to thank you, dear listener, for sticking it out with me these past 11 months. And I hope that you'll tune in again next month for the anniversary episode. So that'll be fun. So I'm going to leave you with um, another song that's on my new album, Year of the Snake. This is called Strings. And I wrote this when I was feeling pretty lost and not knowing what was going on. And I just had to go and get lost in order to find myself again. And if you are listening to this before the 19th of March, you can tune into my live stream concert, which is going to be happening on YouTube. You can go and find me there, Saoirse Chisholm. And I will be doing a concert featuring the songs from the record, as well as some others from previous releases. And if you can't catch the live stream, I'm sure that you can uh, watch the video um, post-show. I think it stays up on YouTube indefinitely. So thank you, everybody, and take care. Farewell for now. Look out the window and see the sky is falling as cold white powder. I went wondering to get lost for a few hours and I didn't want to find me cause I don't want to see the sunrise and I don't want to see the light fade from your eyes and I don't want to see us fall apart but there's something pulling streams in this little
see the sky is falling as cold white powder I'm going wandering to get lost for a few hours and I'm gonna go and find 